0: G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of another Bloody Movie Podcast. I'm Sean Coates, thanks so much for joining me and today we've got a lot of movies to talk about. We'll be talking about Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage, Split, Resident Evil, The Final Chapter, um, Down Under and we're going to have one of my good and my guest is going to be talking of actually defending the DCEU and let's introduce him right now, you've just heard him, Tim Collins, thanks for joining me.
1: Yeah, that's alright, thanks for having me.
0: Yep, and also big thanks for that awesome logo. Yeah, that's alright. It looks really cool. I've gotten good feedback off that, so thanks. Yeah. Alright, we might as well just get straight into it. Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Now, we saw this together a week ago, I think. Yeah, it would have been about a week ago. Yeah, we were going to do the podcast straight after that, but you had um, other plans that just came up literally in the last minute. So, And we can't really remember much of this movie, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit of a movie where you just think, oh yeah, that was a
1: decent action movie, and then a couple of days later you're like... I saw this movie. Why can't I remember
0: this? Yeah, yeah, I got that feeling because I'm before up till about a week and a half ago I hadn't seen any of the Triple X movies. So I watched the first one and I got the exact same uh, response out of that movie that I did with this one. It was a pretty cool action movie that was didn't was very very light on story and very disposable a word I'd say used for it, but like it was fun, it was it passed the time. And like, I didn't see the second one because you told me not to because yeah, it sucks it's... apparently.
1: Yeah, Ice Cube, unless he's in Jump Street, don't bother watching yeah, um... his
0: movies. Or Straight out of Compton, that was a decent movie. Yeah, but it was his son playing Yeah, it was, was his son, but still you kind of get the same effect. Yeah, well, I only want to see um, Ice Cube just yell at people anyway. So. Yeah, it's it's really only, he's the only thing he's good for really like yeah but th- there's a lot of dumb like really dumb things that happen in this movie
1: yeah there is a lot of dumb thing movies. as i said to you as soon as we walked out that is a triple x movie um <laughs> you've, if you've watched the first triple x movie you can you might understand where i come from it's just mm. dumb action scenes that look cool in theory but not necessarily would work.
0: Yeah, I guess so. And like, Vin Diesel must have something against not doing the second film in the franchises because he wasn't in the second Fast and Furious. He wasn't in the second Triple X. Yeah, like, I think <laughs> two might be his unlucky number or something. Yeah. I don't know if he's actually been in a sequel that was just number two. Like, there's just the second one. No, like, I'm not quite sure. He's got reader. franchises. Like, I think. I don't know if there's going to be a last Witch Hunter 2, but like, he'll definitely uh, have to be in that.
1: Oh, uh, they might be, there's...
0: depending if. Hollywood gets bored or not. That, that, that's another last week. There's a lot of movies that I classify under disposable Vin Diesel action movies Yeah. That if you don't take them too seriously, you'll have a lot of fun watching them. Yeah. But you so, you got to walk in with a light heart. You can't really yeah, expect Yeah. You going to be a great movie. You just got to switch your brain right off for a lot of the time when you're watching these kinds of movies. Yeah, it's
1: just it's one of those dumb action movies like what the Fast and Furious movies are now and Let's say, um, just trying to think of another dumb action movie. Um, the Losers, which is also a DC movie, uh, yeah, with th- uh, Chris Evans and is Zoe Saldana's in that yeah, too. I think yeah, it's a, it's pretty much a rip off of a team, but it's
0: dumb action movies. You can't really go into them with really really high hopes. Yeah, as I said, disposable is the perfect yeah like word to describe this movie like. Some of the supporting cast is pretty good. Like, the supporting characters, like, they're not really characters. They're kind of just um, stereotypes or things like that. Very Um, stereotypical. But, like, same with um, Rogue One. Donnie Yen is easily the best part about this movie. Oh,
1: yes. He he brings a lot of light heart into the serious parts of the movie. Like, he would make really, really stupid mm. marks that come out really cool. Like, there is one scene in this movie that... He's just like, oh, your fly's undone. And then he just beats the crap
0: out of one yeah. person because he lets his guard down. That's easily one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah, and there was actually a moment in this where like he's being shot at. And the only, the only thing I could think of was back to Rogue One and this entire time where Donnie Yen's character, I can't remember his name, he's just being shot at. I'm just wondering if in his mind he's going, I'm one with the Force and the Force is with me. I'm one with the Force and the Force is with me. <laughs> uh, Even with Ice Cube's character, he's in it for would oh, literally yeah. be about it, that, two that's minutes just to t- like, that was kind of with the Fast and Furious and they just kind of tie it up with the rest of the movies and like tie up the loose ends yeah. and things like that Yeah,
1: with it's stupid how he is put into it but how he is put into it makes just that little bit of sense if you've watched the second one don't recommend watching it but if you're really bored and you're almost at the point of going oh I want to re-watch the Transformers movies watch this one first I would recommend watching the
0: second Triple X over probably the second Transformers movie. All right. Yeah. If you enjoy the other movies, like, you'll definitely enjoy this. Um, If you, like... Needless to say, if you haven't liked any of the Triple X movies, just... You don't really need to see this. Like, this is probably... Definitely a movie for the fans. Like, it's obviously profitable enough, like, or successful enough to warrant a third movie. Mm. Well, this movie was number one in the world at one stage, I think, for, like, a couple of... Like, a day a, yeah, or something. Yeah, I so. think it was like yeah. nearly two days. I, th- I think Split might have knocked it yeah, off. Yeah, Split did knock it off by a fair bit. All right. Well, things were. We might as well get to that one actually, because that was a good segue there. So we'll. Yep. T- so last night I saw Split, the new film by um, uh, much maligned director M Night Shyamalan. Now you're aware of a lot of this guy's work, haven't you? Yes, I am. So very aware. So if you if you aren't aware, like most film, all, all film buffs know about Shyamalan, but he is definitely the case of a director that peaked way too early. Like, he started out with The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, and they were two amazing movies, and then he started to dip a little bit with Signs and The Village, and people were like, okay, those two weren't as good, but like he can still be a good director. And then there was just this barrage of shit. Like Lady in the Water, The Happening, The oh. Last Airbender, After Earth. Can we not like, talk about Last Airbender oh, and After oh, please. Earth, please? Yeah, that, they were horrible, <laughs> horrible movies. But and then I think t- last year or two years ago, he did like this um, a low budget horror film called The Visit, which got mixed reviews, and people are saying, oh, is this is, Sha- is this a return to form for Shyamalan? And then he's made Split now, and this movie definitely is this movie. Is well, I haven't seen a lot of um, Shyamalan's films. Like I've seen, I've seen probably his best and his worst movie. I've seen The Last Airbender, which is just an ungodly abomination, and I've also I also watched Unbreakable, which is just last night, and that is also just a brilliant, brilliant movie that's very, very underrated and possibly one of the best performances you'll ever get out of you'll ever see out of Bruce Willis as well. So if you don't know the plot to this movie, it's about three teenage girls that get abducted by this man who has a DID which is basically a split personality disorder and he has 23 different personalities living inside of him and yeah so he kidnaps these three girls for you don't really know they don't really know why they've been kidnapped like and they don't reveal it until later on in the movie but yeah this movie is really really suspenseful. Yeah, it
1: like I haven't seen it as of yet. I'm planning to take my girlfriend to go see it soon. Yeah, that'd be you
0: a could... strange date movie though. Yeah, strange
1: <laughs> she she's been looking forward to it for the last oh, I wanna say month. Like and I'm not much of, like, a
0: horror sort of thriller, which is what the vibe gives off. It's more of a thriller kind of... Like, it turns into a... Like, for the last 20 minutes, it turns into a bit of a horror movie, I'll say that, but... Yeah, like, I'm personally not... I'm a bit of a pussy when it comes to filming.
1: So, I'll take my girlfriend to it. I have been looking forward to it. Like, I think the whole 23 different split personalities looks really, really interesting,
0: like... In the trailer i don't know if he's in it much hedwig the little boy Ah, yeah he's one of the main like there's three main personalities that you'll see that you see a lot no there's four i think there's barry which is the one that always goes and sees his therapist like he like the therapist hasn't seen anyone else except this barry guy who's kind of like this gay stereotype of a character (laughs) and then there's dennis who's the personality that kidnaps the girls there's, I think, Patricia, who's the one that you see in the trailer that's like the very gentle... The red turtleneck. Yeah, one. Yep. that one who's basically this very calm, like... Un, the English teacher. Yeah, yeah. but then <laughs> she's kind of psychopathic, as you see later in the movie. And then there's the little little boy, Hedwig. Yeah, Hedwig just looks like... With the person who acts, you know, I've,
1: his name just escapes me at the moment. The way he acts Hedwig
0: it is amazing oh, it, it is like honestly like because I saw the trailer for this movie I'm like this looks terrible yeah I like, got that vibe <laughs> was, too and I was thinking like James McAvoy that's who you're thinking yeah, of He's James McAvoy like he's a really I think he's a really underrated actor yes he is he definitely. really is like I think he's incredible as young um Charles Charles, Charles Xavier, Xavier in, yes. the, in the newer X-Men movies and like he's been in other movies that I've, I've really really enjoyed him in like Victor Frankenstein if you haven't seen that like not a great movie but he was really Really good in that um sometimes and what I was really surprised with with James McAvoy in this like how hard this must have been yeah. as well and what the kind of project is like you're gonna have to play so many different characters that are one crazier than the next in an M. Night Shyamalan movie <laughs> this could ruin your career if this yeah. doesn't work yeah and <clears throat> it's fair to say at this stage it has worked really. It, it really has yeah uh what else was I gonna say about this um the one of the like, a, a lot of the acting from all the other people is really, really good as well. Like, especially the lead girl that's abducted. I think the actress's name is Anya Taylor-Joy, who's, like seems to be one of the biggest, like, rising uh, young actresses in Hollywood at the moment. She was in that horror movie, that independent horror movie, The Witch, which oh, came out yeah. last year. And I think she was in that shitty um, X Mark and AI rip-off, uh, Morgan. Which, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, but, like, apparently she was good in that. I haven't seen either of those, but she, yeah, but she's really, really good in this. And, like, her character has some, like, there's a lot of flashbacks in this story which show why she is so calm in these kinds of situations. Like, I'm not going to spoil it because I think this movie's kind of like The Sixth Sense that if you spoil it, like, You'll ruin it. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that's completely understandable. Movies that
1: I feel, I feel if movies do, or if they've got good spoilers,
0: they are usually a good movie. Yeah, I think so. Well that's why I think that's why a lot of people love Sixth Sense. Like yeah. I actually haven't seen the Sixth Sense in full, but because I know because I've been aware of the pop of pop culture, everyone knows the ending to yeah. Sixth Sense. But like and I think that's why we, like going back to Unbreakable, like people why it's so underrated and like why at the time it was like oh what it wasn't as good as the Sixth Sense. I think the reason why is because they felt that the twist the twist ending didn't wasn't as good as the twist ending in The Sixth Sense and they completely forgot everything up until that point though and
1: like twist endings in movies can often make the movie great
0: yeah well Channel has probably had one of the best and worst twists of of movie cinema of all time like you've got like yeah the one in Sixth Sense and then also oh the alien's weakness is water yeah which
1: is um (laughs) seems a bit stupid in a way very
0: stupid and we we're not going to get into that because that will just be Oh fuck! I don't understand how people defend signs. It's a fucking stupid movie. <laughs> it's really bad. But no, if, if if you like um suspense thrillers, like and it's very well contained too. Like the cinematography and like how it was shot. Because after seeing that um horror movie, it follows. Shyamalan wanted the cinematographer for that movie. Yeah. And it looks. It's one of the best looking Shyamalan films. Like especially even when like the setting is just like this underground dingy like. It was almost like 10 Cloverfield Lane, the yeah. setting in it. Like, not necessarily a bunker, but like in that, like, looks kind of like that. And, like, it, it made something look really good from, like, such a like bland kind of setting. Yeah, it's it's
1: putting off a very an isolated vibe. Like, as I've said, I haven't seen the movie. Even from the trailers, I'm getting a lot of, like, isolated sort of... Sort of like 10 Cloverfield Lane. It's a very isolated place, and you can't really... Like the movie
0: doesn't really expand out into that as much as it does yeah expand it, 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 only, it only really expands out to when um uh he goes and sees his therapist yeah. who's actually played by the if you've seen the happening the crazy lady from uh, yeah the crazy lady <laughs> from the happening that's like planning on murdering me in my sleep <laughs> like that chick the one that's a horrible like oh everyone's horrible in that movie but it's hilariously bad but she was she was actually really really good in this movie yeah and Something, I gotta kind of respect Shyamalan in a way because even though when his movies were coming out and they were just, bit, there were these horrible movies coming out that he's made, he's still so humble and so happy that people are actually watching them. Yes. Like, I gotta really respect that and that, like, he's just, like, because apparently when he went and screened this movie at the AFI Fest, I think, like a couple of months ago, like, he was just so happy that everyone was there and watching his movies and, like, you can clearly see that he has a passion for them. And it kind of makes me sad that a lot of his movies are that terrible. And like, because he, he doesn't think they are. Like, because there was an interview where, was, where like he, it was an interview for The um, the Last Airbender and it was like, uh, how have you felt about like the negative reviews of Lady in the Water and The Happening? And are they like, are they like lowering your reputa- reputation or something? And he answered that question with, first of all, I didn't believe a single word that you just said. <laughs> and he always has a smile on his face as well. So like to be able to do that and like even when he yeah gets criticised for his work so much, and yet he's still able to be so humble and so happy that people are actually watching his work. Like it's got it's something really something to be admired.
1: Yes, like with Hollywood these days, it always seemed like if you see like the news or something, it's always about rehab or money or the directors going mm. off their crap. Like. Mo- Hollywood needs directors that are just humble and they don't care about the money as much as the film.
0: Yeah, well, there's a lot of guys in uh, a lot of directors in Hollywood that only really care about the money. Yes, and like, and I think that's what's kind of helped Shyamalan as well because now um Jason Blum, who's the producer that's made um like Blumhouse Picture Productions, who make all those re- make a lot of horror movies. Like I think they made all of the all of the Insidious and the Saw yeah. movies and like all these other different kinds of horror movies. Like yeah, they're making them and. He because he's being given lower budgets, like he's able to. It's restricted him creative, like forced creativity, yeah, in a way for him. And like because like these big budget ones have been just terrible. terrible. So I think if you just keep this guy can like if you contained. keep his, yeah if you keep it contained and like have a yeah that he'll be able to make a lot better movie. So I definitely I recommend it. It is that like a lot of Shyamalan movies, the pacing is a bit off. Like it's it's his longest movie. It's just under two hours so and it's, it keeps your interest it's yeah i definitely recommend it so it just came out so just go see Split it's really really good alright but then I also saw another movie I did a double feature Split was the second movie that I watched and the next one I'm going to be talking about is Resident Evil 6 I think it is the final chapter or well fuck I hope so <laughs> now have you seen any of the Resident Evil movies? I've seen a couple of them but not in order Alright, so which one? Because I've seen... I watched, over the holidays, I watched the first five within a 24-hour block. Oh, God. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know why I did that. And here's what I... Well, first off, have you played any of the games? Yes, I have. I'm a very big fan fan of the Resident (laughs) Evil games. from what you've seen, are the movies
1: anything like the games? Well, let's put it this way. And I know this is a big subject between us. The movie Need for Speed. Yep. I don't Mm. like it. Yeah, I don't mind it because I'm a car person. So, of course, I'm going to like a car movie. But the games are so much better than the movie. And with Resident Evil, it's exactly the same. Like, I think the games, they're coming out... The seventh game is coming out. The seventh one, yeah. This this year. And that looks... Is it? I think it might be already out. It might be. I'm not quite sure. But that looks amazing. Mm, Like... And I think, don't all the games have different storylines as well? I've, uh, I've played a couple of them. And from the ones I've played, they've got very similar but also very different
0: storylines. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I watched all of them. And here's a little summary on each of the movies that I'm going to say. Re- the first Resident Evil movie, which came out, I think, 2002, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, starring his wife, Mila uh, It's I liked the idea that they actually kept it contained within this facility. Like, that was pretty cool. And apart from the laser grid scene it, it's ter- it's a terrible movie <laughs> like it's a really really bad movie and then uh, resident evil apocalypse which came out two years later is even worse <laughs> and that that's terrible resident evil extinction which is the third one which is kind of like um just i guess feels like the walking dead in a desert <laughs> for a lot of the movie it's got a few really and ent- like surprisingly entertaining um parts to it and like but it's still really bad. Like, there's a moment, there's a p- part in the movie where, like, they're being attacked by vultures and it looks like, not not by vultures, like crows or something or ravens, and it looks like it's trying to be an homage to the bir- to the birds, oh, okay. the Alfred Hitchcock movie, and it looks more like Birdemic. The CGI is so, <laughs> so bad. But then uh, Resident Evil Afterlife, which is one, which is probably my favourite in that, like, not saying that it's good, it, none of these movies are good, but it's, there's actually quite a few cool parts to it but yeah like Resident Evil Extinction it's still really bad and then Resident Evil Retribution was just incomprehensible nonsense bullshit that just <laughs> made no sense and it was just a bunch of loud noise and fucking flashy shit just thrown on the screen for the sake of action sequences and also things being thrown at the screen for 3D and shit like that so yeah um, what, so why did I go see this movie? well two reasons well one I was... Like oh fuck, I've watched them all. I might as well see how it ends. And two, I had a free tick. I had a free ticket, so why not? So and as soon as this movie opens up, like a lot of these movies, no, actually all of these movies start out by literally recapping. What's happened in every single one of the movies oh, up until that point? God. It's like a previously on Resident Evil kind of thing. It's it's clunky as hell. It's a really like it's a really lazy way of storytelling as well, and it's all by voiceover and like literally clips from the movies. So it's like Clone Wars. Um, yeah, but not <laughs> as bad as Clone Wars. Like, yeah, clone, clone, clone Wars actually introduces, the, like, that introduces it, though. Like, yeah. it, and that's a TV show, so you can actually see why. Yeah, this is can, a feature film. Yeah, it shouldn't be done in no, feature films. No, no, it shouldn't not. be. And then as soon as the first action sequence comes along, like um, Alice has to fight this giant fucking, I don't know, winged zombie. It, it doesn't, I don't know, it makes no sense. But the editing in this movie, like... I, in, like a five second, like Alice shooting at this monster, I swear I counted about 13 cuts. <laughs> like, it is so choppy. The editing is migraine inducing. It is just awful, awful filming and shaky cam and the crappy editing. It's just, oh, it's hard to watch. And because I sit in, I, I like to sit in the, like, as close to the front as I can when I go and see movies because I don't like seeing people's heads in front of me. But yeah, having that. Like, but being that close in this movie is just—it it will give you a headache. Yeah. Especially if you get motion sickness really easily, do not see this movie in the in the cinema.
1: Yeah, like, especially with movies that are very shaky. I can't really name any off the top of my head, but shaky movies—it makes you feel like, did they actually use decent cameras for this? Yeah. Or? I
0: don't know, or if it's just um the director's having a seizure or something while yeah. he's filming this, or I don't know, and then. Like most Resident Evil movies, apparently they get the characters from the games and they're played by the most generic, boring actors that you can ever get. <laughs> like the guy that would Leon, apparently who's one of the most popular characters in the in the games. He was only in Re- Resident Evil Retribution, which was number five, and he is just this most is the most cliche army guy that you'll ever see. <laughs> so yeah, you get a whole bunch of them. Uh, Ruby Rose is actually in this movie as well, um, as as well as Triple X Three as well. Um, didn't have an Aussie accent in this movie which was weird Mm. even though but then um, also like there's parts in this movie where like it's so poorly lit as well like it, you can, there was a scene where, like the de- the deep, and here's something that the Resident Evil movies like to, like they rehash the stuff that they've used in past movies. Like the late out of the laser grid is used in this movie as well from the it's used in the first movie, and I think it also is used in Resident Evil Extinction as well. The de- I think the demon dogs or the devil dogs or whatever they have, like they're used in nearly every movie as well. So they're just reusing, yeah, what they thought was good. Yeah, and the the, the part where they're because try- the basic plot of this movie, if you could call it that, is that like. Um, in forty-eight hours, the um, basically umbrella is going to destroy the world or kill whatever's left of humanity. So I think they're going to release another T virus and it will kill what's left of humanity or something. I can't really remember. So they have forty-eight hours to get back to the hive where the first movie takes place and like find the antivirus and release it.
1: Yeah. What I don't understand is. A corporation
0: made of humans is trying to destroy human oh, lives. They explain it in the movie. It's like <laughs> uh, that. There's this stupid thing. So, um, Ian Glenn, who's fucking Captain Friendzone from Game of Thrones, <laughs> he um he's the leader of Umbrella, who died in Resident Evil Extinction, and then you find that Alice is like, I thought I killed you, and is like, No, that was just my clone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Fuck you, seriously. Like, I know Ian Glenn probably needs something to do in between seasons of that show, but... Oh, really? But then, so they have a flashback sequence to, I think, of, like, 18 months before the T-Virus was released. So, like, set way before the first movie. And he's basically explaining, like, oh, we're, like, humans are destroying this Earth and all this kind of stuff. Like, and why don't we... How about, like, why don't we just destroy it? So they're just... But delaying or, the inevitable. No, they're or not delaying. They're, but... they're bringing it forward. Yeah. But what they do, they go down like in the hive where this place is. There's about five thousand umbrella employees. Like he basically compares it to Noah's Ark, like saying oh, we're gonna God. cleanse this world of all the bad things, and we're gonna come back like better. We're gonna come back on a better earth and be do it. And he's like, it worked one time before, and he points to the Bible. Oh, I'm just God. thinking. Yeah, but have you fucking looked outside? Like, the, you're, you are going to be living in a, an apocalyptic fucking wasteland. You're going to be living in the fucking... Yeah. Mad Max universe. Yeah, you are. Oh, fuck. This movie... The first 20 of the minutes of this movie is a shameless Mad Max rip-off. <laughs> like, there's tanks driving through the desert, and um, the zombies are chasing them, and there's one part where, like, um, Milos Jovovich pours... Um, it pours um, petrol into, like, one of the tanks and then drops a flare into it and then it just shoots out flames. I'm like, so okay, happens. yeah, that's, like... Yeah, that happens. Like, that, I will admit that was actually kind of cool, but it was, like, this is so stupid mm. kind of thing. And there's also... a foot Like, gasoline is, like, used a lot in this movie. Like, there's a fire waterfall of gasoline. Oh, God. That's... So I was like, okay, whatever. All right. So, then... The re- getting back to that. So they're basically saying they're going to do Noah's Ark again in this movie. Like, have all the Umbrella Port employees in the hive in cryo sleep. And then once the apocalypse is done, they're going to come back out on this Earth. Which doesn't make any sense. I know that was set way before that. But even... But why would he... His, surely, after looking outside, looking living in the post-apocalyptic fucking wasteland that they're in... Surely he would rethink his strategies. Like, do you really want your pe- the Earth to live this way? Yeah. in like, Makes no sense.
1: You would think, well, even getting back to like the Noah's Ark, yes, refashing the Earth, but that's when everyone knew how to do everything. Yeah. Like, now mm. even bringing, like say if you did bring 5,000 people, who's going to be builder or like all that, yeah. you can't just say, oh, we're going to rebuild the Earth, but we don't have anyone
0: that knows how to do anything with manual labour. Mm. And I'm just gonna get into this. Like I gotta I gotta reveal the ending because it's a spoiler warning, I'll time code it in the description, but if you if for some fucking reason you want to watch this movie and you don't want to hear spoilers, just I'll time code this in the description and just skip to that little mark. Okay, so there's a big twist in this movie as well. And it's a bit of an insult and a bit of a fuck you to everyone who's actually enjoyed these movies for a while. Turns out, so, the Red Queen, who's the villain... I don't know if she's a villain in the games or something, like the AI of the Umbrella um, Corporation. I'm not quite
1: sure. I can't so, remember.
0: So, yeah, the AI and the Umbrella Corporation is modelled after the daughter of, like, the CEO or whatever. Who was, like, dying... who was, like rapidly age because of this disease or something and the T-virus was meant to be a cure for that. Then you find out that um that she, that girl is... So it turns out Alice, Milojovich's character, because throughout the movie she's, met, she's referred to as Project Alice. And then you find out in this movie, Alice is a clone of the daughter that was based off of... ...that the Red oh, Queen was based off of. God. And then you get to see... Um, Mila Jovovich in old, old woman makeup... ...in a wheelchair as... ...the real... Um, the, oh, ...what the little girl looks no. like today. And what she does... ...and this is how it ends. So, they fight... Um, ...Ian Glenn in the laser grid again... ...and turns out... ...like they... ...turns out the one that was at the beginning... ...like on the ground... ...was an, another clone... Which is stupid. Oh. So, the real one is in the hive that was in cryo sleep with the rest of them. So, he fights Alice and Alice kills him by putting a grenade in him. Like, he has the antivirus in one of his chest pockets and she throws a grenade and puts a grenade in one of his pockets. That's. You could have just destroyed humanity right there if you weren't fucking <laughs> careful. And especially with. Well,
1: movies do this or what? They either make. Grenades really, really small or really, really big. Yeah, <laughs> it's not very accurate at all. And as you said, you could have just destroyed, which you most likely would have mm. if it was
0: real. So then, because of like earlier in the movie, like in the, earlier in the movies, like the T virus like gave Alice special powers or whatever, and like it actually bonded to her DNA, like her body like like accepted it, like didn't reject it, and that's what makes her superhuman or whatever, like. So then... But then they're saying if she releases the antivirus, she will die. Like, on contact of the antivirus, like, everyone will turn... Like, it will destroy the T-virus and turn all hu- zombies back into humans or something like that. But then Alice will die. So she kills Ian Glenn and goes up to the surface and there's a whole bunch of zombies coming at her. Actually, no, no, wait. Turns out Ian Glenn's not dead. Oh, God. And somehow, he's, even though he's got a big fucking hole in his thing... Turns out Ian Glenn's... And he takes the antivirus off Alice. And then Ian Glenn's clone comes back around. He's like, I thought I was the real you. Oh, and it's like, no, wow. I am. Kills him. And then I think Alice kills the... Oh, no, I think they kill each other or something. I don't fucking know. But then Alice gets the thing back. It breaks it. Antivirus is released. She, does, she wakes up. And then the Red Queen tells her, Oh, no, I needed you to... I needed to make sure that you were willing to make the sacrifice. Like I knew you wouldn't die, even though she told her that you will die. Wow. It's yeah. Oh, but then apparently, like earlier on, um, so old old lady Mila Jovovich is, like, literally she knows she's dead. So what she does, she is literally putting her memories. So she puts her memories onto like a little uh like eye lens, and then displays it on a computer so she can literally watch her life flash before her eyes while before she dies. And then turns out um, she gives the little eyepiece to Alice or like she gets the Red Queen to give the little eyepiece to Alice so that she can have all of her memories so that she can be the real thing. Because you was saying even though you're a clone you're, the be- you're-, you're more human than I could have ever been. Wow. And then it ends off with her saying like my story isn't over yet and she's being chased by those fucking giant winged creatures that, you see that she was fighting at the beginning.
1: Oh God. So <laughs> I don't know if this is the end. Uh, To be honest, I kind of hope it is, but
0: I've got a feeling that it won't be, though. Yeah, no. Because money. Honestly, when I started watching the Resident Evil movies, I thought that I would enjoy these as like a guilty pleasure kind of dumb action movie, kind of like what I do with the Underworld movies. Yes. Because, funnily enough, the Underworld and the Resident Evil movies, they have so many parallels that it's not funny. Like, literally down to they're made by the exact same studio, they have roughly the same number of films in them. The the what the lead star is married to the director of the movies. They they contain either like something from like horror. They contain something from the horror genre, where it be vampires or werewolves or zombies. And well and they are moderately successful and they're just successful enough to keep gaining sequels. Yeah. Uh, like except the underworld movies are actually kind of entertaining. This yeah. stuff is just garbage. Yeah,
1: I definitely prefer the underworld movies over <laughs> oh, Resident doubt. Evil. Like,
0: yeah, because I went and saw I saw Blood Wars, the recent underworld movie. Like it's not good, but I actually had a lot of fun watching that. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a stupid fun movie.
0: Yeah, and it actually unlike the Resident Evil movies, the underworld movies actually have some kind of interesting lore behind them. Yeah, and like interesting backstory and some cool characters. This one just doesn't. Yeah. Resident Evil. It's a genre. It's an acquired taste. You think?
1: Yeah. Like the games or the movies? Because- just the whole just Resident Evil genre. Like, in the pop culture, Resident Evil is just seen as this big. It's...
0: It's not as big as, let's say, oh. Do Do you think people know now that when they speak about talk about Resident Evil, are they talking about the movies or the games now? Because I think people literally, if they have fans, they have to distinguish themselves. Yeah, well, because- it really depends where you are. Like, you could be at a movie
1: convention or you could be at a gaming convention, and at those two points, you definitely know where you're, mm. where which side you are on with either the games or the movie, which is. Bringing it back to, I don't know which one was made first, the games or the movies, but at the end of the day, it's an acquired taste. We can't really say if you like, if you can't like it, but I say Resident Evil is not my sort of thing. I I didn't really like the movies. I like the games. They're good, fun games, but the movies I just can't watch. Yeah, so
0: if you are a fan of the movies, like, this is you you'll you'll enjoy this but if don't if you're not like same with triple x just if sorry you don't, if you don't like the uh, like the originals or the first one or whatever yeah, don't go see really, this one. yeah because you're going to hate it so now I'm going to introduce a little segment that I'm planning on doing on the podcast and it's going to be the Aussie movie of the month so this month um, the only movie of the month for January in 2017 is a movie called down under now this was directed by Abe Forsyth and it's a movie that came out last year and only in Australia would we make a comedy about such a horrific event like the Cronulla riots. Oh, now, geez. we were... How old would we have been? In, so, the Cronulla riots happened, I think, in December of 2005. So... We would have been about oh, 7 8. Yeah, we would have been 7 or 8. Do you, I remember seeing parts of this... On, I remember seeing this on the news when it happened, but, like, only in, like, little small fragments. But do, can, you, can you remember any of this? Now? I remember because my grandfather is
1: a real... Big. he's he's on this subject it may not be on the right side but he's on this subject I remember him reading me news articles throughout the Herald Sun
0: and the Age and, everything, and the stuff that they described was fairly horrific yeah well they show uh, during the opening I think opening credits of this movie they show some actual news footage of the Cronulla riots because this takes place I think a day or two days after what happens on the Cronulla Ooh, riots jeez yeah, it's really raw, and it what it does. The movie uh, looks at two different people. Like, it looks at the it looks at a group of Australians and a group of Lebanese people, and like what they do, like, and basically their plans of like a retaliation of the Cronulla riots. I mean, this movie it's surprisingly funny and really, really impactful as well. Like, it's it's a black comedy, but like it has a message as well. Even though like the a lot of the characters on both sides are like they are exaggerations, but they're not. Like well, you would know people that are like this, and you probably well, some of them might even be your family members too. Oh, that definitely yes. feel this way. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just give
1: a little bit of background here. My family are very, let's just say one, not quite one sided, but they're fairly close. Yeah, I'm on, on the on the other hand, me, I love different cultures. I'm all for it. I'm all for immigration and my family sees that as something to be either put down or just not talked about in like around the family.
0: Yeah, well, that's a shame that they feel that way because like, and this movie really shows that from a different angle and like kind of like it's in a satire of a way. Like there's a scene where like this, um, one of the Bogan Aussies, like he's showing like this kid, all of his tats of Ned Kelly and saying like how much of a legend he is. And like yeah, he's got like 50 Ned, like well, probably not that much, but he's got a lot of Ned Kelly tattoos all over himself, and he's got a bandage on for practically the entire movie. So you're thinking, okay, this guy's got a Ned Kelly bloody bu- bucket. <laughs> no, he's tattooed a Ned Kelly bucket onto his head oh, with the wow. slit cut out. And, like, in in the end of the movie, like, he takes it off and shows it. And, like, mate, it looks like you're wearing a burka. (laughs) And, like, and there are just so many little jokes like that. Like, there's one where, like... So, he's explaining Ned Kelly and, like, how much of a legend he is. And he's like, i tell you what. If Ned Kelly was still around, he would would not put up with all this shit that's... He would not put up with all the immigrants coming into our country right now. And the little kid was like, but Ned Kelly was Irish. And the look on this guy's face is just so funny. Like, when we go
1: back to it, there's a lot of Australian immigrant stigma like oh definitely even if, like there's a couple of australian tv shows you may not watch them it's fats pizzas fat and pizza Houses. Yeah.
0: The, the paul, paul fennick shows yeah. which basically like paul fennick i think he's an Australian like of At- he's he's as he describes himself he's a wog like he's of italian heritage and things yeah. like that and he has people on that show from like all different regions of australia like he has a lot of maori guys on that show he has
1: yeah, like, of...
0: he's like, Lebanese people and, like, kind of, like, people Middle Eastern and even Indian origins and yeah. things like that on that show. And they, with those shows, they embrace the Australian stereotypes,
1: like, the Lebanese people drying their little hatchbacks with subwoofers <laughs> and always getting kebabs and everything uh, like that. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, speaking of kebabs, like, there's a part where, like, they're really like they're really hungry. It's like, shit, I could really go for a kebab right now. and But because, yeah, kebabs are a Turkish thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, know. they're... Australians, we don't, well, as a generalisation when it comes to cultural Australia, we're almost against immigration fully, but we love everything that's been brought into Australia through the
0: like the immigrants Mm, yeah it's and it also just shows like this movie just highlights how ignorant and how fucking stupid racism is as a whole like there's a scene where like um the these aussies like they say oh we're gonna go wog bashing and like they capture one of the lebanese like the main lebanese boy that it follows and he's about to like beat him up he's like you coming over here you he can't think of anything to say yeah like and he's just like fucking lebo and shit like that and, like, yeah, can't think of anything to say. And it just shows the blind hatred and ignorance and just the xenophobia of just. And the whole idea of um them saying, oh, they're coming out. And, like, uh, one of these um big bands of dickheads that they, they come along, they have. They're in, the, like, a Commodore, I think. They're in a Holden Commodore, a Black Holden Commodore with, like, a fucking. Um, the Southern Cross put all over it. Like, uh, uh, I think their number plate says Hard Cunt as well. Oh, wow. And, like, yeah, they are just. Yeah, they're. I mean the movie does a great job of like it doesn't really take either side like it just like it it it, just w- shows it, it, it kind of shows the... it it you obviously you feel sympathy for the Lebanese guys as well in this movie but they it's, in this movie it says no these guys were just as bad yeah with australia especially the younger
1: generations it's not hate through reason it's through hate by looking at the other generations above us yeah. and seeing that hate so it's seen as the right thing to do which is well especially around our friend group it's definitely not the right thing to do my or our friend group is very Mm. it's very wide in culture which i which i personally see is a good thing Yeah, yeah i love the whole culture mix and everything and then there's some people that won't even talk to people from other cultures no no which is definitely seen as overall seen as the right thing to do in australia especially in rural parts yeah maybe not so in melbourne or sydney or brisbane but overall in rural parts it's just seen as there's groups it's like high school just groups you have your groups you don't go outside your group
0: Uh, I also just quickly want to mention as well there's a character in this movie that has Down Syndrome and like apart from like the Aussie like the really dickhead Aussies like hanging shit on him like the the movie does a really good job at making like not talking down to him like in a way
1: yeah like
0: Like, it's a really good um, uh, portrayal of someone with Down Syndrome and obviously the actor does have Down Syndrome as well and he was really really good in the movie too
1: yeah like with as I've said with Australia we've got our morals a little bit mixed and I've, not to get political or anything, but I think that
0: needs to change. It does. So, yeah, well, a lot of people... I've got a feeling this is going to be a very... This is a very divisive film. Like, I didn't hear much about it when it came out. Like, I heard it was out, and I didn't really know much about it. But, like, I got this... I got this movie on DVD at a... um At the... Like, our video easy is closing down in our town at the moment. So I got this there and watched it because I heard good things about it. And, yeah, this is one of those movies, like... On which side you're on, you're gonna either love it or you're gonna hate it.
1: Yeah, which, especially with like you said, you didn't really know much about it. Australian movies aren't really broadcasted even in Australia. No, no, we're very we're at the or especially at the moment with movies, we're very Americanized. Yeah, whatever the Americans like, like through Hollywood, whether it be like Lion. Or
0: the Triple X or Split. Australia seems to take that on more than Australian movies. Yeah, well, I guess, but like every now and then we get one that like goes through and becomes really popular. Like you could say that Lion is isn't yeah. it, its a massive, like it's a big Australian production. Like they yeah. got a lot of government funding from Australia. A lot of it, well, a lot of it's shot in India, but like a lot of it is also shot in Australia. Yeah. Like another um, another movie, well, you
1: know, well, pretty much a franchise, is Mad Max. Yeah. That is. That was well. The first three were filmed in
0: Australia because yeah. they
1: were Australian movies.
0: Yeah. Well, they did. They were going to film the four, um, Fury Road in Australia as well, but um, it got it rained a lot and it was getting green. Yeah. Which, and so they went out to Namibia or somewhere in the middle of um like um Central Africa to shoot it. So. Yeah,
1: like Australian movies, they're good. They're a dime a dozen. At this stage.
0: Yeah, and we've just came out of a big... Like, in the late 2000s to early 2010s when Australian movies were just shit as well. and Just getting Australian actors into Australian movies doesn't
1: mean they will be good. Mm, Yeah. Like, for example, the movie Australia. Some people may like it, but in a movie Mm. sense, it's not really... It's more of a documentary slash history channel sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, kind of like made for a made-for-a-TV kind of movie. Yeah. Like, some people may disagree with me, but another good Australian movie is Tomorrow When the War Began. Oh, I disagree with you there, yeah. mate. Yeah, <laughs> like, which some people like it, but I've, been ta- I've talked to some people, and they prefer the TV show that's recently out. Oh, I haven't, been I haven't put seen out. that yet, so... Yeah. They recently put out a TV show because there's like eight, nine books. And they mm. were going to do the all as movies, but they couldn't The get first their... one didn't do very well. Yeah, the first one didn't do very well. I think
0: it did alright at the box office, but critically, yeah, it was yeah. not So not well they received.
1: just decided to scrap everything and make a TV show on it, ABC, which is, yeah, which is like, it's alright, but then again, it's
0: not great. Alright, no worries. So, yeah, Aussie Movie of the Month, Down Under, please check it out. Alright, so, Tim and I have had a, like, for almost a year now, we've had a bit of a Heated debate. Heated debate. So, on the last episode, you would have heard me talk about the worst movies of 2016. And you would have heard me and Eric talk a lot about uh, Batman vs. Superman and uh, Suicide Squad. Now, as, as you would have heard from those episodes, I didn't really like them that much. But, and I mentioned one of my hardcore DC friend friends. That's this guy.
1: Yeah, that's me. <laughs> and
0: now, he's going to attempt to defend... The DCEU, why he enjoyed those movies or why he thinks that they're good movies and what the future possibly holds for the D C what they what this means for the DC Yes, well well, I think the best way to start this is at the start. Man of Steel.
1: I can see why people don't like it. Oh yeah, me too. I, I like Man of Steel. Yeah.
0: Like, like it's got a lot of terrible, terrible parts to yes, it. But like it's... N- no movie's perfect
1: in well, none of especially twenty first century, no movie is perfect. Man of Steel is a good movie. It was a way, a good way to start off with, most possibly the most iconic DC superhero of all time. Oh, definitely. Which, not putting Batman away, but Superman is seen as the most iconic, one of the most iconic superheroes ever, especially during the forties. How they, he was a poster boy for American patriotism, especially World War II. Captain America, which is Marvel, which that came a bit later, though, didn't it? Yeah, like. It was later on in World War II. Marvel and DC, well, it was before Marvel. They were called Timely Comics, I'm pretty sure. And what happened was America America needed troops. Especially especially after Pearl Harbor, America needed troops. So they put in their pop... the, The pop culture at the time was comics. Comics were just starting to come out. And I wish they were still 10 cents, but they're not anymore. So, yeah, they grouped together and said, hey, let's get our most patriotic... Superheroes and put them on. We want you posters. Captain America, obviously, he's it's in his name, and then Superman being brought up in one of the most uh, American like states
0: ever, or like just Kansas in total is Mm. just American. So they basically wanted to like a replacement for Uncle Sam in a way. Yes, pretty much.
1: It was a replacement for Uncle Sam in the younger audience, and bringing back to Man of Steel. Man of Steel was a good way to start it. They were... Oh, let's say... What were they? About
0: four or five years behind Marvel? Sorry, uh, let's see. Iron Man 2008 and Man of Steel... Yeah, so about 20, 2013, Man of Steel yeah. came out. So. Yeah, so they were a little behind Marvel,
1: which I can see why they were. Christopher Nolan was working on a solo Batman movie, which is... Well, solo Batman trilogy, which is seen as one of the best trilogies oh, of all it time. Is. And I can't debate that. I like them. Um... I'm not a massive fan of... This is where people start to hate me a lot. I'm not a massive fan of Heath Ledger's Joker or okay, well, Tom Hardy's Bane. Discuss. Well, my... I was brought up from comics from a really, really young age. Like, I flew, I flew back to America and Australia often. And this was before TVs were really put into, like, see Like, TVs were put into the... um. Like put into the back of the seats. So comics were a good filler. My mum and dad used to buy me maybe five, ten comics. And because I was young I couldn't really read them. So I read them over and over and over. And that's what started me for a sense of just pure taking it from the comics. And then putting it into the movie. Man of Steel was done well. I see there's parts in it that I didn't like. But that's with every movie and then when batman versus superman got announced i was it would have been about what we we would have been about halfway through uh, our high year, school year 9 i think yeah half, halfway through year 9 when ben half, affleck was yeah cast. Was cast as batman and um well i'm going to say this as
0: a generalization most people didn't like the idea of ben affleck being batman i was warming up to it at the time yeah. because I just, at that point i would just seen argo and the town and gone yeah. baby gone and things like that yeah. and i was like okay yep yeah. And you, This isn't Geely Ben Affleck. This isn't Daredevil, Ben Affleck. Yeah. And you, you um, told me to watch these movies and I fell in
1: love with Ben Affleck at that point. But I was still hesitant about him being Batman. Then the first picture got released. I think it was late... would have been, been late year 9, early year 10. Yeah, yeah. Which was about 2, 3... It would have been 2 years ago now. And Frank Miller... It just screamed Frank Miller. Even Frank Miller screamed Frank Miller at that time. Like, it was just taken like copy paste, and there was certain things that people didn't like. Like, oh the short ears. Oh he looks fat. Oh like the Batman logo. He looks like he's been eating too much McDonald's. And it was just memes were going off the charts. Yeah. And then the first actually trailer... I was on my Facebook at that time, so yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. Well, memes were going off the charts. All like. The Batman logo had a face and it had like popcorn next to it and it looked all like... Ugh. It looked t- too big to move. And then the first trailer came out. The little teaser trailer from that got re- yeah. leaked from Comic-Con. Yeah. I will say, that was cool. Oh my god. I fell in love. And especially because I was going through a really, really rough depressive patch at this time. Like, I was... I didn't really want to talk to anyone I didn't want really want anyone else's opinion, as you may have, you yep, may have, yep, yeah, sort of, that. Yep. And Batman, Batman and Superman were like my haven. I could focus on that. I was not going very well at school. I could focus on that, and that would get me through the day. That would not make me want to go back to the alcohol that I was consuming, or the illicit sub, like listed substances, or planning of ending my life. And I focused on Batman vs. Superman so much that I came to a point where I realised it's not going to be bad for me. I'm going to love this no matter what. And then at the end of 2015, when I just... My life started getting back up. I started yep. to get more friendly. I started... I'd recently got a girlfriend, which... are still together? Yeah, at this? Well, yeah, we're still together at this point, And she is amazing. If she's, if she's listening to this, thank you. And... I went to go see Batman Superman at IMAX. It would have been the third the total third premiere of it in Australia. It would have at been it would have been sat it was a sat, it was Easter Saturday on that came out, so yeah. Yeah. We went to see it at IMAX, I went to go see it with my girlfriend,
0: Sean and and another one of my friends. And Who, Shawn, I think became like he liked DC properties and but like after meeting you, like you helped you got him into like yeah.
1: more of Yeah, like I was a big Part of when people were like, oh, I like this character because he did this. And I was like, no. Well, would that, that be
0: the same for, like, was Alana a big comics fan when she when you, were, she, you met her? Or? As
1: most girls do now, she likes Harley Quinn.
0: Oh, okay. Which,
1: which is a very generalis- generalization for, like, comic girls with quotation marks. And. Batman Superman She was looking forward to it Not as much as I was Not as much as I think Sean was looking forward to it Into the coming weeks But not to the point where I was
0: Mm, Yeah I was like I just didn't want it to suck Yeah
1: And I saw it Well I was sitting there And I had I was hesitant Like I Coming up to the Because we had a group chat on Facebook Coming up to a
0: couple of like a couple of days beforehand, I was getting nervous. Like I'm like, oh, what yeah. if it, what I, if it does something? I, I think it didn't help that I put the Rotten Tomato score. I think yeah up in the group chat, <laughs> yeah, <so>. which <laughs> I
1: I found funny, and then I got angry, and I did spurt out, which I am sorry about. Uh-huh, that's and funny. yeah, then we went to see the movie. The first five minutes of it, which I, th- which is pretty much showing the Waynes dying. Mm. I have to admit that is probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like especially with. Nolan did it well Tim Burton did it He was the first one to really do it So you can't really just knock it Saying it's crap Mm. The way that Schumacher just had a crappy Like toy bat flying Yeah (laughs) yeah, we don't talk about that Um, With Zack Snyder I don't mind I know Sean's definitely Against me on this I don't
0: mind Zack Snyder Um, I like some of his movies Like I think As I said in the last episode Like you haven't listened to it in full yet But I said that I really like 300 I think that he's a really. I think that Zack Snyder is a great visual artist. I yes. just think he's a horrible storyteller. Yeah. And I think he's a visual artist because I'm pretty sure he's
1: related to Scott Snyder, which is. He is seen as a god in the DC universe. Well, not. So, well, in comics. He writes and he draws and he has made the, possibly one of the most stupidest, like, little bits around Batman and Superman seem awesome and that's what I and even Scott Snyder he drew most of the like the framework how they draw all the scenes first he did most of that which is what I like and then so the movie overall I loved Batman man. it is probably it's as Sean does his top 10 favourite movies of the year it'd be in my top 10 but definitely not in the top 3 there's plenty of movies for that and there is things that I didn't like but there was things Martha. that I loved Martha yeah, that whole Martha scene.
0: It's oh so my stupid.
1: god! It's I want. It makes me want to cry sometimes.
0: And let's just hope. In in that. What do you mean? That it makes you want to cry. In that it's that emotional. No, board. it's stupid. It's, it's, it's so stupid, it's isn't stupid. it? I was gonna say. And like I was, I was gonna have to ask you to leave yeah, if you said the yeah. other thing. But
1: for people who don't know, um, Aquaman's dad is also named Thomas, which is <laughs> which is uh, Bruce Wayne's. He's Thomas Wayne, and this oh, Thomas wow. Thomas Curry. I hope that's how, why Aquaman doesn't join the Justice League. <laughs> if it is, I'm going to give up on just DC and I'm going to join Marvel, which hardcore fans don't like.
0: So, oh, but I, I don't get the whole Marvel
1: versus DC. Like, yeah. can't,
0: can't you just be like the little girl in the old El Paso ads? Like, why can't we do both?
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like, there is some Marvel movies like Ant-Man, Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, Deadpool. Deadpool technically and, Fox, but yeah, but it's a Marvel movie. They they are movies that stand out for me as my favorites, and then there was some that I didn't really like, like let's say Iron Man three or a, the first Avengers movie, which is a very different view. And going back to Batman Superman, there is some things that I didn't like. Let's just say the the uh, Ninja Turtle, also known <laughs> as Doom. The, the, the Cave Troll. <laughs> yeah, the Cave Troll. I like what, how they put it out as Doomsday, especially when he, fell, when he got nuked and he fell back down, how he evolved. That's what Doomsday is about. As soon as he well, dies, with quotation marks, he comes back impenetrable or invulnerable to that substance. Which is what makes him one of the most destructive beings in the universe. Like, I have many conversations with my other friends who would win Doomsday or Hulk. I always say Doomsday because Hulk can die. It has seen yeah. Hulk can die. Doomsday dies for a period, but he always comes back, which is when Hulk comes becomes sort of weaker. And I can see what they did, but the way they did it was stupid. And while we're on the
0: subject of other DC superheroes, um, the email, yeah, that... You, I remember I was next to you in the cinema, and you and Lockie were just... You couldn't contain yourselves, and I was, I was groaning out loud. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm going to admit, I was fangirling over that email at one point. And I, even I admit, you could have left Cyborg and Flash That's what out. end credit scenes are for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I can see why DC doesn't do that. I know Christopher Nolan said... Yeah, DC, it, it, uh, not DC, won't do end credit scenes, and I like what he he quoted this. This is his quote: "End credit scenes are for people who can't make good
0: trailers." Oh, yes, I can see that, but well, then Suicide Squad had an end credit sequence. Though. Yes, it did. And,
1: yeah, which is which is kind of hypocritical, even though Christopher Nolan had nothing to do with Suicide Squad. I'm sure. Like, no. I believe I think
0: he was an EP on um, Batman v Superman. Yes, but... he was when.
1: And he was with Man of Steel as well. Yeah, because... because mm. Snyder and Nolan, are, I'm pretty sure they're fairly yeah. well-known. I, I, I think other. he's
0: just going... I think Nolan just went, oh, screw After watching Batman v Superman, he's like, no, nah, screw, you, screw you, Snyder. I'm going to go make a fucking World yeah, War II movie. Yeah, pretty much, fuck this shit, I'm out. So, the, going back to the email, I personally
1: think they could have done that so much better. They could have, to be honest, I would have kept the
0: flash in it. I would have put him somewhere different. What, yeah, what, as like a little teaser. What do you mean the, the the like the little video from that email file, or do you mean the dream sequence?
1: The dream sequence, I can see where he's, he's coming from. If you're you've seen Flashpoint,
0: the yeah, animated, but
1: even then I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, and like with Flash, as TV show goes, time changing is very, very, very. It's there. Yeah, it's very prevalent in it's, the TV yeah, show and in like which, the,
0: the Flash lore, yeah. Things like that.
1: And in the comics, Flash gets a grasp on how to chain how to go back in time without changing anything. And what I believe is that in the Flash movie that will be coming out soon, which I'm looking forward to very well, he will find out how to go back in time. Like it'll do, just be a little thing that he'll. Someone will explain to me how to go, how to warn someone in the past of something that's going to happen in the. Future, and that's where I think the Dream Sequence will make sense. But the whole email thing, there is so much better things that they could have done. Realistically, I would have had just like a little tiny bit of the Flash in, like let's just say, running straight through, punching Doomsday in the face and never seeing him again. I think that okay. would probably yeah, would have been that, better than an email. And but- then with Aquaman, Superman going to get a Kryptonite spear. I've seen Smallville, like, I've watched Smallville multiple times, and even I, like, even, like, non-comic people know, Superman and Kryptonite don't mix. No. Come on, it was in water. Put Aquaman into that. Oh. Like, even if, like, Just even Just give in... it to
0: Wonder Woman. Yeah. Give it to Batman.
1: Yeah. Like, Batman did nothing, which I can understand, because he's not Ugh. super-powered. He can't really do anything, compared to Doomsday, if it was like to Scarecrow or Lex Luthor or someone like that, he can do stuff. But when it comes to Doomsday, Batman isn't very equipped, especially in the movie universe. Like the how you should have ended, the way they put Aquaman into it. Yeah. Something the lines of that would have been nice. How he comes up with the stuff and Superman and gives them to Lois Lane. Even just that, not even mentioning like the cra- the like the cave troll part. Just putting him into that for maybe 10 seconds. Would have, I think it would have made a lot more sense
0: than an email. Just, just back on um, uh, Aquaman though, like his little mini trailer that they got via QuickTime file in email, like it's shot so poorly, and you yes. can quite clearly tell that Jason Momoa is trying so hard to hold his breath.
1: Yeah, he, they, he did release. He nearly suffocated
0: because Jeez. even though I remember there was this
1: pitch. He's like, "Oh, how are you gonna go underwater filming Aquaman?" And he just replies, "I'm Hawaiian, bro." Like. Even at that point, you know that he's gonna be decent underwater, but he's not—he's not real Aquaman. Yeah, he's, he's gonna cool. struggle, which—he's not literally half fish. Yeah, so. he's not—he's not literally half fish, which—not <laughs> a merman. Yeah, he's not a merman. And in the end, Batman: Superman was a good movie for me. I liked it, and I can understand why people don't like it. Then moving on to Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, I was gonna say, explain that then. <laughs> Su- um, Suicide Squad. Let's just. Like, I like the car. I wasn't a massive fan of Will Smith as Deadshot okay. originally. Because Deadshot is seen as, like, sort not quite redneck, but almost there. Like, oh, okay. southern accent, like, eye patch, everything like that. And when the car came out, I was hesitant still, even with how he had... Because, I, as I said, I'm a big fan of comic accuracy. He had these aimer on the wrong eye, um. which...
0: Really? Yes, Does I'm,
1: that... I'm kind of OCD with those things. And once that hit me, I'm like, really? Can you fuck up that much? And oh, that, that's the least of that movie. yeah. this movie's problems. Yeah, that, <laughs> and then after seeing it, I went to, go, I went to Gold Class with my girlfriend. Because she was looking forward to it just oh, as okay. much as I was. So I went to go I, see, I took her to Gold Class. It was her first time in Gold Class. So I thought, I might as well take her to Suicide Squad. A movie that we're both looking okay. forward to. Yeah.
0: Alright.
1: And looking at the trailers the trailers looked amazing
0: yeah they were although like to, like they had very very different tones yes It was like they were very they different were good. tones like the bohemian Rhapsody city trailer yeah was and then the third amazing. one which was like the blitz trailer i think was the yes. combination of the two which yeah was which just... was
1: which was also good but the trailers didn't make sense to one another which oh. i'm i'm not massively phased about oh. even
0: the soundtrack was amazing like in as I said in the last episode, in isolation, yeah. Like, if they did not mesh at all, yeah. In the movie, yeah, like, like and Purple some of them were just t- yeah. But oh, the original songs that they did, like all of them were in the end credits. I think except Purple Lamborghini was on. I think in the club scene or yeah, like, in it the, was in like the, in the joy. There for, I think, like twenty seconds wasn't it in like the joyride scene as well, like um, when Batman's on top of their car. I think it was, but I think it was just there anyway. But, yeah, but then like the other two, um, they were in the end credits. But then like all the other ones, they were just. Like it just felt so out of place or like yeah. way too on the nose like playing Kanye West's black skin head when bald Will Smith is shooting up at a bunch of fucking the goopy men from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers <laughs> yeah, like, like, that's a bit too on the nose yeah like Will Smith played
1: Deadshot well he's very soft-centred just like Deadshot he's, 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 a- he's Will Smith yeah he's Will Smith uh, <laughs> Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn well... I did not like. Yeah, I can and I can understand why you didn't like it. I wasn't a massive fan, but I, it's growing
0: on me. But I like Margot Robbie, though, and that's yeah, why Yeah, Margot I was... Robbie is great. Like, her Legend of Tarzan was pretty good. Yeah, and, and even, even like... And what I was um, surprised with is that Margot Robbie and Will Smith, they've shown that they've had good chemistry before. Yes. Like, in Focus. Focus was a great movie. Where was that in this movie? Yeah, well... It was nowhere to be seen. As
1: in the Suicide Squad comics... Deadshot and Harley Quinn have a very complicated relationship, going through to sexual relations, to fighting a lot, going to sexual relations while fighting, like Mister and Missus Smith.
0: Okay, and or that one scene in Shuda. Oh,
1: yeah, or the one scene in Shuda. Yeah, it's just none of that chemistry was there, which I felt lacked the movie. And what David Ayer said a couple while we're going. On the bad guy sort of scene, what David Ayer said, he wish he made the Joker
0: the yeah, main villain. I saw that because Enchantress is just horrible. Yeah. If movie. I wanted to see belly
1: dancers, I would watch a Brett Lee Bollywood movie. Yeah, I know. Like... Just,
0: she looks like fucking Shakira, a method Shakira. Honestly, that someone turned yes, in a gutter. They... <laughs> and while
1: we're on while we're on the subject of Joker, Jared Leto's Joker, terrible. I like it. I can see where he's coming. I can see where that joke is coming from, and I was going in blind that I'm loving it anyway because I'm a massive Thirty Seconds to Mars
0: fan. Oh boy. yeah, you, you got me onto so, like I liked Thirty Seconds to Mars, but like you got me onto like all of their Newer stuff. Yeah, newer the stuff. The alternative and really is, really good. Like I, even though I like I like Jared Leto, but he's a bit full of himself though. He's, yeah, <laughs> but when but you, you would, get if you that were that stage, famous, you would be too. Yeah,
1: like everyone that is that famous is a bit up himself, and. When the first Joker picture came out, how he was holding the back of his head with all the tattoos, everyone was like, oh, what the hell? What's with the steel caps on his teeth? What's with the tattoos? Everything like that. Every Joker is centered around one bit of the Joker. There is no way you can put every bit of the Joker into one character, unless you're Mark Hamill. Jack Nicholson's Joker is the jokester. Well, I think is the jokester. He is he is the joker.
0: And Heath Ledger is the anarchist. Yeah, he's the he?
1: anarchist. And then there's Jared Leto's Joker, which I think is the gangster. The Okay, yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. Which if you have watched um it's one of the, End the, of Watch. Oh yeah. The, no, another, the gangster, David yeah another David Air film. Another David Ayer film, the gangsters, how they have the gold guns and everything like that. Yeah. That's what the Joker was improvised from. Modern okay. day gangsters. And I can see where they come from, the way he dressed, how he wore the big purple, looks like crocodile skin jacket, and like the gold chains, and the gold AK-47, everything like that just seemed modern gangster. Even with the tattoos, there is a couple of comics where he does have big tattoos, like not like the Jester and the ha-ha-ha, and there was even a little couple of like, little, I would want to say Easter eggs, like the dead Robin on his arm with the arrow through it, and the Batman logo with the knife through it. Everything. What was that a reference to? Or is it just? Uh... Um, I think that's just hatred for oh, Batman. okay. Not like a... well, not hatred, like a love hate relationship, but taken to the extreme. Mm. And then the dead Robin. If you're well, a comic person, a, a you know who it is. Yeah, a death in a family. Jason Todd, which I hope does Ben Affleck does put into. Yeah, the if Batman they Batman movie, or if they do like a Under the Red Hood kind yeah, of, like... Under the Red Hood type, or Hush, which is pretty much another thing with Under the Red Hood, and it's got a lot of more of the Joker in it and everything like that. But the way the I personally liked the Joker in Suicide Squad, it was more, it was more nearly towards split personality how he was, like what Heath Ledger's was like, angry at one minute, laughing the next. Jared Leto's Joker didn't take it to that point where he was angry then laughing. It looked serious and then he looked jokey. It was no real angry than laughing, which I can see why they did that. And to be honest, I was... The purple Lamborghini music video, I'm more interested in what the Joker was doing there than yeah, what he was me, doing in the movie. Yeah, me too.
0: Like, it, you could have cut... Like, I said this last week as well. Like, you could have cut Joker out of the Suicide Squad movie. It would have made no difference.
1: Yeah, it would have... Well, I think it would have made a little bit of difference Just telling the backstory of Harley Quinn Yeah, but even that's really clunky And yeah, not, not done the, very well It Really poorly done It It's poorly done, yes But it shows the start and where they are The present day of the relationship It's a very love-hate relationship Which I can see... What I don't like with Harley Quinn and Joker... Girls are always, like, comic girls or well, no one who knows about comics is like, oh, I want a relationship like Harley Quinn and the Joker. Oh, you, no. You want to get thrown out of a car, beaten the crap out of when oh. done something wrong and pretty much treated like you can't go to anyone else for exactly. help. Fine, you have that. You might need to go to see a psychiatrist. Yeah, I know. But I mean, you may... I don't understand Yeah, go that. for it. And I can understand Joker and Harley Quinn have their good parts.
0: Like, they're good relationship parts, which yeah, is shown it, it, in the movie. Joker does not care about Harley Quinn. In, it, when it comes down to it, he doesn't give a shit about Harley Quinn.
1: Yeah, when it comes down to it, yes. He does at some parts, but then... Like, the the caring of Harley Quinn and Joker is shown a lot more in the movie than it is in the comics lately. And while I'm just going to end on Suicide Squad here, otherwise we could be here forever. The future DC movies,
0: are look for me, are looking bright. Alright, well, I'm... Well, okay. If Wonder Woman's good, yes, I might be. Like Wonder Woman,
1: I, when they first release. Oh, it's gonna be past, like way, like yeah. nineteen, like nineteen hundreds. I'm like, really? But no, no, no. then thinking about it for a little while. That's where Wonder Woman
0: made her mark. Exactly. Well, I think I think there was a one. There was going to be a script for a Wonder Woman movie back in like the early two thousands, but it was set in World War. Um, yeah, it was set in during World War One, and people and uh, um the producers at Warner Bros. were like, "No one wants to see a superhero movie set during World War One. Don't be stupid." And and then Captain America comes out. Well, Captain America was World War Two. Yeah, but it still, close a, a superhero movie during wartime. Still, like, and look how successful that was. Yeah,
1: that and that. Captain America is probably also It is one of the most If not the most successful Superhero franchise that is still going now mm, yeah. And I, The Captain America movies I liked Wonder Woman looks amazing From the trailers so far Everything that she does seems like Seems very comic accurate mm. Even with the Justice League I think that will be a great movie In total like, uh, Ezra Miller is the Flash. Yes. I love that idea. Um,
0: I don't know. He's
1: going to show the quirkiness of it, Barry Allen, it, which is going to be just, good.
0: It just looks like, just from that trailer, especially, or the, whatever that was, that got yeah. released at Comic-Con, that it just looks like it looks like Iron Man and Spider-Man from Civil War, just done. again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're going to go to Queens. Um, Yeah, like...
0: Or Central City, or wherever yeah, Flash is from. Yeah,
1: Central City. Yeah, Central City. And I think... Ezra Miller as The f- Flash
0: will be good.
1: He will show the quirkiness of Barry Allen, which Grant Gustin doesn't really show in the TV series. Yeah, he's just a pr- pretty boy, kind of nice. Like, yeah, always the,
0: smiling. Yeah, yeah
1: always trying to help out, which is what The Flash is about. Jason Momoa Aquaman. Let me just say this. Aquaman is cool. Like, when I was young, I read Aquaman comics before... <laughs> The, they did DC did their little reboot
0: sort With of the, thing. The, is that the new Fifty Two? Yeah, whatever? the new.
1: Let me just explain. The new Fifty Two is starts when the Flash Flash comes back from Flashpoint. How it's okay. everything's a little bit changed, and that's where it starts. Okay. Aquaman is cool. Justin Jason Momoa makes Aquaman look cooler. Like, I follow Jason Momoa on his Instagram page. Yep. At Prince of Gypsies, if you don't. Yeah. Follow at him. Prince of Gypsies. <laughs> And some of the stuff he puts on is just amazing. Like, drinking Guinness and then just picking up a tomahawk and throwing it and hits a dead center of the target. Like, what the hell? That's amazing. How how many tries did he do, though? Oh, yeah, that's what... I want to know how many tries he did. But I think that even when he walks into the Guinness factory, he's just like, woo! Beer! Like yeah, just, he looks like a
0: really cool guy to yeah, hang around. Yeah, and
1: it, yeah, he looks like someone that you could really, really enjoy hanging around. He's a, he looks like a people person. Yeah, and then Ray Park Ray Parker as Cyborg. Cyborg. I, think. I don't. I'm not really. I have no known. idea who he is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who Ray Parker is, to be honest. And I don't really know anything about Cyborg. So yeah, Cyborg. Uh, the, the, all I know from Cyborg is from when I used to watch Teen Titans on, I think, well, when it was on Channel Nine on Saturday mornings. Yeah. But Cyborg is pretty much created. He
1: was football, like NFL. Yeah. He was going to get a full, pretty much full scholarship in everything. Oh, so he's Flash Gordon. Yeah, Oof. pretty much. Cyborg, and his Flash dad Gordon. works at Star Labs. Oh, okay. Never came to any of games. The relationship wasn't really good, compared to let's just say the normal average family. And one day he was doing this thing. Well, he was doing some tests on this thing called a mother box, which relates back to what Justice League is going to come out to, like Dark Side, which I hope will be. He'll probably be in Justice League Part Two, not Part One. And he just decides, oh. I'm sick of you treating this stuff more than me. He goes and grabs the mother box, which is a portal from Apocalypse. to It's pretty much, it's pretty much a key to a portal from anywhere in the world to Apocalypse. And he he grabs it. He opens. Well, it accidentally opens, and it pretty much makes so he can't play football again. His legs are gone. His arms are gone. He's got. He's got massive burns on most of his body, which is seen in the email in in Batman Superman. And then his father uses technology at Star Labs to make him not quite whole, but so he can live. And during that process, Cyborg, or Victor Stone is his name, isn't very happy because he he realizes he's not going to have a normal life again. But it gets him closer to his father in a way And he becomes a superhero Which I think is cool He is younger than everyone else in the in the Justice League At this stage in the movie Like Aquaman he'd be at least 40 Batman's probably about mid 40s early 50s Then Superman's let's just say I reckon he's dead Yeah, yeah he's dead so it doesn't matter Quotation, yeah, quotation dead, dead. And then Flash, he's mid-20s, I reckon. And then Cyborg, he's late teens, early 20s. All
0: right. Because he's just in in college. He's playing
1: college college football, which he's getting a scholarship. He's using his scholarship through that, which his dad doesn't like. His dad says, oh, I'll pay for it. You're going to get a decent job. You're not going to play football for the rest of your life. Okay. And which I which I think is fairly reasonable. I don't think I would... Unless my son was really, really good at it, which I don't have yet. If my son was really, really good at football, like to the point where he could make a living out of it, I would support him. But if he was just average and he got a scholarship, I would say don't concentrate on football, which is what Victor Stone's dad's like. Well, the Justice League in total, I feel like DC's going for people except Ben Affleck. Is going for people that haven't really made a massive name for themselves and making them a little bit bigger, like oh, like... They're, they're, like Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, yeah. Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot. They've all mm. made
0: name for themselves, but nothing like Robbie Downey Jr. did, or Chris yeah. Evans, um, or Chris Pratt, or I think Chris Pratt. I'm um, I'm probably disagree with that. Like, yeah, he was on Parks and Recreation, yeah. but you'd, and you'd seen him in like bit parts in like romantic comedies and things like that. But apart from that, I think that really. Yeah, like, kind of elevated him. But.
1: Yeah, Marvel has gotten people that are already fairly well known. Yeah, and then DC has not quite done the opposite because if you look at Ben Affleck, he's already well known. He's got how he's got a, like yeah. one Oscar, one or two Oscars. Uh, yeah. Jeremy Irons is well yeah. known throughout everyone, whether you're Die Hard or Lion King. Yeah, and then or Dungeons and Dragons. Or Dungeons Ooh. and Dragons, yeah, and then there's. Ezra Miller, I love him in that movie. Ezra by the way. Miller hasn't really done. Perks no, of being a wallflower. Perks being
0: a wallflower. He in was fantasy he, beast, uh, fantastic, fantastic beast, and he was in that movie with uh, Tilda. Like the one that really put him on the map was that movie with Tilda Swinton. We need to talk about Kevin or something yeah, like that. Which but, aren't well, except Fantastic Beasts, which it was after. I I
1: see it as after Justice League, is not. <laughs> Ezra Miller is not well known compared to
0: like Robert Downey Jr. or yeah, Chris Evans or, or, uh, or who the equivalent of the Flash is in like the Marvel universe. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, well, Aaron Taylor Johnson, like he's well, he's been in a few things now. But yeah, yeah you can
1: And then Jason Momoa, he was in yeah Game of Thrones, Game it's of like Thrones, Stargate Atlantis, that and, shitty Conan movie. Yeah, and now he's got his own. Well, he's got a Netflix series which is pretty much Native Native America versus England for the wolf
0: pelt trade. Like, Pulp oh, okay. well, Do you know the name of this show? Um, is, it's not... like, Isn't he on that show with Ben Mendelssohn called, like, Bloodline or something like yes, that? Yes, that as well. That, yeah. And then there's a,
1: his new one. Oh, I can't re- really remember the name at the moment. I was just watching... Before I came here, I was just watching a Jimmy Camel thing where they were advertising it. And, yeah, he he's not massively well-known, which I think is good. Because Aquaman is... Mm. I'm going to say this now. Aquaman is the movie
0: I'm most looking forward to in the DC Universe. I would probably say the same thing as well. Only because I think James Wan yeah. being director as well. James Wan, I've seen a fair few of his movies and they like, are just amazing. Even his ho- like, because he's primarily a horror director. And yeah. like that With Fast and Furious 7, he's shown that he can really do action yes. really well. And even
1: some of the casting
0: with... Um,
1: Aquaman at the moment they've got Jason Momoa yeah Johnny Depps and yeah, and, and the Herd, yeah Amber Heard Amber Heard Willem Dafoe oh he, um, he's in it too yeah he, he? He's, oh. he's he's which I think he's either going to be Aquaman's mentor or he'll be seen at in the comics there's a library like a kind of like head library master sort of person he's just knowledgeable as okay. all hell Oh,
0: okay. And that—that's where I think Willem Dafoe would will probably like, kind of, kind of like with the Marvel, like that guy in Doctor Strange, the yes, Wong in Doctor Strange, yes, like that. But Atlantean, and okay. then
1: I forgot who is playing Ocean Master. I can't uh, remember his name at we'll, the moment. We'll,
0: we'll Google it later. Yeah, we'll <laughs>
1: Google it later. And even Ocean Master is Arthur Curry, which is Aquaman's full Atlantean brother. Okay, yeah, and. Not many people really know that as such. They just think, "Oh yeah, Ocean Master, he just wants to take the throne." The throne was technically originally supposed to be his even though he was the younger son. He was the f- he he wasn't the bastard son. He wasn't half Atlantean, half human. He was full Atlantean, so he should have got the throne, but he was too naive. He didn't like the surface world at all. He wanted to wipe them out pretty much. Okay. And yep. his mother just said, "No, I've got a son on Earth." Which can
0: bridge the two worlds. Kind of like Superman? Yeah, in kind, of, in like,
1: like, kind of like Superman, except he still has a race to go back to, which right. Superman doesn't. So, overall, the for me, the DC Universe is more... It's more likeable to me than Marvel, strictly, because I grew up with DC Comics. Okay. And I'm at that point where I don't think I'll give
0: up on DC Comics at this stage. Okay, well... As you know, with me, like I, as soon as I saw Suicide Squad, you saw my post. That yeah, I, put I, out. I saw your post. And, but look, I'll, I'll give Wonder Woman a chance. I think, but and maybe even Aquaman. I'm still even with Ben Affleck behind the solo Batman movie. Just how Batman was portrayed in that, um, In Batman Superman. It was very, yeah, it was very I'm Frank Miller. Not, not really. But here's the thing, like I And mean, with one of my big complaints with it, um, Zack Snyder, like he was just cherry picking, like yeah, different from comic bits to from, comic. But here's the problem though, and you might be able to back me up but you might completely disagree. Aren't they like set in different time periods and like different like
1: you yeah, can't just it depends on the comic overall. But, like Batman has two major comics. They he has Batman and then he has Detective Comics, which has gone before Batman was even created. There was 26 issues of Batman... Or of Detective Comics before Batman came into it. Which is kind of like Gotham. It's pretty much the Gotham TV show. Yeah, which got really, really bad really, really quickly. Yeah, and now it's starting to get a little bit better. Oh, okay. Well, I gave up on that Like, even the Joker, Jerome, he's following the comics. Like, he's...
0: His face has been, like, cut off and everything like that. Very much like the
1: new 52 Joker.
0: Oh, okay. So, wait. The the Killing Joke Joker is different to how, like, his origin story is very different to... Not particularly. Like, the Killing Joke was... I'm pretty
1: sure it was in a run of comics. And then once they saw... DC saw, oh, this... It was a major event inside the comics. So... And what DC does with major events, they make he makes them, well, they make them into their own little stories, like their own little books, like what the death of the original death of the family, um, Hush, Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns was its own thing. Frank Miller did that. I was going
0: to say because I think Zack Snyder came out and said that well, well, the hit, well, it's very obvious as well when you watch Batman v Superman that that's what it's mainly based off. Yes. of. Yes. But even with that though, like, and I think the reasons why I don't think Batman v Superman doesn't really work is because in that the relationship between Batman v Superman is so much stronger in the comic, and they've known each other for years. Yes. And there's actually you know tension there yeah. for when that fight, and there's a reason for that fight to happen. Here there it's just, is it's just suspicion. No.
1: It's pretty much just suspicion. Oh, no, the, m-
0: but even then they just cop out and it's like, no, nah, Lex Luthor kidnapped
1: your mother. Go fight him. Yeah. But in the Batman Superman movie, Bruce Wayne believes that Batman or Superman will turn bad one day. He's he's not one for believing in people with power mm. and with then, superpowers. Mm. And then in The Dark Knight Returns, the Frank Miller universe, Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent have a serious bromance. Like they still they still talk, but Superman works for the government, which is what Batman doesn't like. Yeah, Superman went to the government And when the government pretty much said, superheroes need to work for us now, otherwise hang up your capes and your, like, masks and stay out of the game. There was two superheroes that disagreed with that fully. Green Arrow and Batman, which I think it's very coincidental that they are the one, they are the main two superheroes without any powers whatsoever. Yep. Green Um, Arrow, well, or Oliver... Queen. I haven't. I can't really remember. It's Oliver Queen. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Like four seasons of Arrow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, not that. I'm no. saying I don't know who confronted him in the Frank Miller. Oh, okay. Green Arrow, oh, Oliver right. Queen, and well, what Green Arrow slash Oliver Queen said. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to the government because the government can be corrupted. What Superman pretty much did there was laser it off his arm so he, he couldn't possibly use a bow again, and oh, he and, and he went to prison for life. Wow. Batman saw that as a time to go in hiding and he did and then when the crime rate went up Severely high over. I think it was like a 15 to 20 year period He realized that the Batman needs to come back but with more force with guns and like killing people well not guns necessarily guns but killing people because that's the only way to get it done. Yeah, yeah. And he does kill a little a fair few people in the Dark Knight Returns, which is what they've taken from what they've put into Batman Superman.
0: But killing
1: they... is an option if it's the only way to get it done, which is what people like especially I'm reading your worst saying, "Oh, Batman kills people and Superman's not patriotic enough."
0: That I, I is, didn't really say yeah. that. I just said that they both killed... Like, I can understand Batman killing people if they're going off the Dark Knight Returns as well, as much as how out of character, but he doesn't do with guns.
1: Yeah. Or he, in, in
0: the Batmobile, just mowing down guys with machine guns.
1: Yeah, well, he does... Well, in the comics, he has guns on the Batmobile, but they're specialised rounds that you cannot fit in an average gun. They're specialised guns for the Batmobile to make his job easier, pretty much, Yeah. in a way that he doesn't have... And even in the scene where he smashes through the wall in Batman Superman and uses the gun on the Russian, which was acted by an Australian, believe it or not. And he just said, I'll kill it. And he he knew he would kill him because he knows what he was like. He knew what... He, he's done his research. And he, he that's why he said, I believe you. And the only way he knew to stop him from killing um, Martha... I was going to say, he can't remember her. If you don't yeah.
0: remember her name after that
1: bullshit... Yeah. Like, you... like if... The only way he could save Martha was by delaying slash killing the Russian. Which overall, the way he did it was so he could distract the Russian to get like save Martha from the near explosion. Which I see as I see as a fairly decent part in like the Batman Superman. That is the point where he knew that Superman was going to be an ally. All right. Yeah. And overall, Frank Miller's universe. ...is done really, really well. Props to the man. He made old people look cool. Especially with Batman and Superman. And then... They tried to transfer... Zack Snyder tried to pretty much almost go copy-paste without... Because Batman Superman is the starting of Batman. And you can tell he's been doing it for a while... But he doesn't know what Superman's like, so there is no none of that past relationship. Yeah, and to my... get to that point, mm. which is why, which is why I can see
0: why most people don't like yeah, Batman Superman. All, also, with that, like you mentioned something about like um, oh, I can't remember what, like one of the Batman things where like he like thinks Superman is a threat and should be stopped. Yeah. That's why it doesn't work in, like, especially why the Martha thing doesn't work in the movie. Especially because earlier in the movie, is like, if there's even a 1% chance that he can kill us all, we have to take as an absolute yeah. certainty. Unless, under the, unless we have, his mum has the same name.
1: Yeah. Which, as I said before <laughs> earlier on, the
0: Martha scene is just stupid. Yeah. Well, what if the Joker said Martha? What if it was the Joker lying there and he said Martha?
1: Well, and there would, either two things could happen. One, he would need to know that Bruce Wayne was Batman first for that to actually work, or he's just taking a limb. And he would in the scene though he was just saying like Betsy, Martha, Georgia, <laughs> like, stuff like that, trying to get a name that actually made oh. sense to Batman. Like, and I can see where they're coming from. Oh yeah, they both have the same. Uh, they but then, both but have then the same Superman
0: name. didn't know that though. Yeah. In 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 Batman v Superman, he had no idea. And that... I don't think he still knows. <laughs> like. Well,
1: after knowing that it was Bruce Wayne, if he did his research, yes. And the way, if that scene wasn't in there, I'm not quite sure how. They would have stopped fighting. Yeah, there wouldn't. I don't think think there would have been a plausible reason, unless Lex Luthor intervened somehow, which would have been cool if he did intervene with, like, the mech
0: suit that he has from the comics. But. Oh, I, I I don't want to see Jesse Eisenberg that Jesse Eisenberg in a fucking neck suit though that would yeah,
1: just be I can see where Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is from. He's a lung young arrogant piece of shit and that's what in one point he is in the comics he has ginger hair and everything mm. like ginger frizzy hair uh, like he I does can, in the I can movie. see
0: what the I can see what the idea of, like, what they would... If you were to do, like, a younger Lex Luthor, that's how you would do it. Yeah. Basically, like, a Mark Zuckerberg kind of... Yeah, So sort of, of, And, well, speaking of Mark Zuckerberg, get Jer- Jesse Eisenberg yeah. to play it, but it was just... I don't, oh, yeah. It, it was bad. It was done
1: inappropriately, I think. And then, if we look at the other characters in it... Lois
0: Lane, Amy Adams. I think she's not bad as Lois Lane. She, she she's trying her best. Like she's just in these movies, she's really poorly written. Yeah. And the, the script's trying her best, trying the trying their best to like give her something to do.
1: Well, in Man of Steel, Lois. Well, especially in the origins of Superman, Lois Lane isn't a massive deal as of yet. No. Batman, Superman. They're getting to that point. In the next Superman movie, she will be. I reckon she will be critical. Which I, I hope happens if they do make another Superman movie. They haven't like organized one yet. And because he's dead. Yeah. Be, well. Yeah. Well, we all know he's going to come back. You can't have the you can have the Justice League without Superman. They did it do it yeah, for a little while it, in the
0: comics but, and it sucked. But that's what I'm, I'm and again why I'm not down with this new Justice League is because like and correct me if I'm wrong here but Batman. His whole mantra is that he, he works alone, and even with Robin, he's really reluctant with that. Yes. There is, I don't think that there is any play. way that Batman would be the one that goes around and recruits the fucking Justice League. Yeah.
1: Well, he does recruit some in some ways, but not like
0: they do in the movie. And, not like where it's like a montage of like, hey, come fight for us. Yeah, like it's... You're pretty fast, kid. Yeah. Come join us.
1: Even in the New 52, when they redid the Justice League, Batman was just like chasing one of Darkseid's goons on Earth at the time, and then the Green Lantern came in. They joined together because they knew they were. Well, Green Lantern wasn't really saying, "Oh yeah, let's work together." Batman was just like, "Okay, you can follow," and then they ended up in Metropolis. Yeah. Superman thought that Batman was another one of Darkseid, and Green Lantern was another one of Darkseid's goons. Yeah, well, right. pre- it's pretty much a goon, and so. And then they fought, and then Wonder Woman came into it because the world already knew around Themyscira. She was the poster girl for Themyscira. She was meeting with the president at the time. And then the president got attacked on Air Force One, and then she saved him, met Superman. Then the Flash was working with Star Labs at the time to work out the Mother Box. Then Victor Stone came in, grabbed the Mother Box, everything like that. And then they all joined together to fight Darkseid and Batman has he knows he couldn't have done that alone no no matter what he he couldn't do that alone so he knows that threats are going to be coming in the movie in the Batman Superman movie he knows threats are coming for two reasons one he knows that there will be more aliens out there if there's one alien race there's going to be more which you would most likely think if there was yeah, an alien race now there exactly, would be more yeah so he knows that he won't be able to, if something like Doomsday comes again, he won't be able to do that alone. And so he he knows Superman's stare stood for working together and everything like that. And as he said in the movie, I failed him in life, I won't fail him in death. So he's looking out for the Superman legacy. Oh, sort of. yeah. And that's where the Justice League comes in. And in the comics, Batman is seen as he only works with the Justice League or the Justice League only works with him if they need him. Yeah, he's not the He's not crucial. Even he's though not he's not he's not the, he's leader. Not the captain. Yep. <laughs> he's he's seen as Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman, which are the original 3, your holy oh, trinity. Yeah, they are seen as the, the trinity. Oh. And they they are seen as the leaders. Batman just takes it more because he has a better leading strategy. Even though he doesn't like to work alone, he will lead If necessary, he will take everyone's life in the sake of the mission. As long as the mission is successful, if everyone in the team dies, he's okay with that as long as the earth is safe, which is what most people don't understand about Batman because they always say, oh yeah, Batman doesn't kill people because he thinks if he kills people, he'll end up like the people that he's trying to defend. Which is sort of wrong. He thinks if he kills one of the main anarchists, he'll turn like the main anarchist and like the Joker or Scarecrow or Two-Face. He'll, become, them or like he'll become like them. He won't be able to stop killing one, uh, one of his main supervillains after the next, after the next, after the next. Okay. But he like will he'll kill. develop some kind of thirst for blood or something. Yeah. Yes. He, he thinks once he crosses that line of yep. ending their lives so he doesn't have to deal with them again, he won't go back. Which is what Jason Todd wants Batman to be. Killing them so they won't come back. And that's where Jason Todd and Bruce Wayne have that connection, where Jason Todd knows that he doesn't want to kill, but he wants him to. The DC Universe is very. It's at the moment, I can see it's hanging by a thread. Yeah. If Wonder Woman, if the two movies this year, which are Wonder Woman and Justice League, if they fail, I know most
0: people won't go see them again. So, if. Well, where do they go from here, do you think? Personally, I think they can only go up. Well, One, well, yeah. go on, say that. They, they have to. Right? Yeah. They can't go any lower than where they are now. Um,
1: Wonder Woman will be a good stepping stone to getting to know Wonder Woman in the Justice League more. Which, the Justice League will show that a team can do good things. And then once they go back to Flash and Aquaman... I'm not quite sure if Flash and Aquaman are going to be prequel to Justice League or after. What? Um, Aquaman is bringing into the New 52 because Darkseid pretty much made made one of his towers a couple of his like towers like his central key points in the ocean and once Darkseid was like defeating all those towers corrupt like fell into the ocean and killed a crap ton of wildlife uh, like and not that's where Atlanteans start to see oh these humans are destroying us. But it wasn't their fault. It was, which they don't know until Aquaman comes in and tells the story of what happened. And Aquaman is a central, he is not seen as a central key point, but he, to the Justice League, but he's there. He needs okay. to be there for the, like, even when the the um, first picture of, Jason Momoa's Aquaman came out. Yeah, the Everyone, Unite the seven every, one. There is it? two things you can take from Unite the Seven. The original seven of the Justice League, which are. Which in this. Seems like, to be. Yeah, Aquaman, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash
0: Greenland. Okay, Cyborg, so that's how you think. Cyborg, slash Greenland. Alright, so wait, where do you think that Shazam will fit into all of this?
1: Shazam will come in Justice League Part 2. And. Shazam is. If you don't know about Shazam, Shazam is... His name is Billy Batson. He's like... It depends on what comic. He's an 8 to 11-year-old kid. Yep. It gives... Given the mystical powers to turn into an adult and everything like that. If you've watched the DC animated TV shows, he acts like a kid a lot or reads the comics. There is one scene I shared on my Facebook a couple weeks ago. They're toasting champagne. Everyone's drinking the champagne and... um. Shazam pretty much says, "Do you have any soda or anything? I don't like this yucky stuff." <laughs> and that brings out the kid in him. And then with bringing Shazam, the Shazam movie is going to be. I'm not quite sure they haven't got Shazam as of yet, but they've mm-hmm. got his band and like
0: protagonist Black yeah, Adam, played by Dwayne Johnson.
1: Yeah, which is played by Dwayne Johnson, which I think visually he will be great. Yeah, he is like. In some of his movies, like in the Fast and Furious movies, where that scene he jumps out of the ambulance after destroying the oh, drone. He says... I, he's, he's just like... I, he's pretty much just, I do yeah, what I want, woman. Yeah. And that's what the Black Adam's like. He only okay. treats one woman with respect. That's his wife, because she's almost as yeah, powerful it. as him. Yep, oh, okay. And Black Adam... And, and it's The Rock as yeah, well. He's and it's just, The Rock. Which he can play... He can play... Menacing. Yeah, he can play, like, really menacing. Which is... One thing I don't like about the DC universe having The Rock Johnson in it, they're making an own Black Adam movie because of The Rock Johnson. I bet you studies. if... Let's say, I, I remember last year, Tyrese Gibson going for Jon Stewart. Oh, I guarantee God. That, God, no. John, that Tyrese Gibson, if he did become Jon Stewart, he would want his own
0: movie. Yeah. Because he's... He, but Tyrese isn't that big of a star, though. Yeah, he's
1: not that big of a star, and Tyrese is annoying as well. Yeah, <laughs> he is decently annoying. And then, like the way I see, unite the seven. It can either be seen as uniting the seven, as in the original the ju- Justice League, or uniting the seven sea- the seven oceans of. Oh, okay. Of Earth, which. Most people don't really get because like, oh yeah, the original seven and then unite the seven seas. Oh yeah, because they're already at war already and we they don't cooperate because it's just water and everything like that. In the Aquaman universe, there's a lot more to that, which I hope we see in the movie. The D- And wrapping this up overall, the DC universe, it's relying on these next movies. Yeah. Batman, Superman overall, like money-wise, went fairly well. Yeah. It went... I think it was eight hundred million plus. Yeah, they, and, they they wanted a billion though. Yeah, you, you can it, see they were. Eight, and yeah. same with
0: Suicide Squad, they wanted a billion.
1: Yeah, Suicide Squad wasn't gonna get a billion.
0: But uh, Suicide Squad made more than Batman v Superman, yeah. I think.
1: I, in my, I'm not quite sure. I don't really look at look, look at the, at the money figures. And, and, I don't look at the figures. And the way I see is, I don't go by critics like Sean does. He listens to critics now. I go. But I, I do make my I'm own like. decisions. You as do well. make your own. Yeah. Like, there, can... there are
0: heaps of times that I've said, like, critics, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This movie's horrible. Or, like, what are they doing? This movie's actually not that bad.
1: Yeah. And I can understand that. But I don't, like, I don't go on IMDb. I don't go. I go on what I like and I follow what I like. Mm. And if I don't like it, I'm going to say I don't like it. I'm not going to pretend like I do. And. With the Batman Superman, I liked it strictly because I was at that point where it pretty much saved me. Like, I, as I said, I was in a depressive state. Batman Superman, I'm, this sounds really corny, but Batman vs Superman, the movie, saved my life in total. And then Suicide Squad, I was looking forward to because I liked Batman Superman. Even though I liked the comics, I'm not a massive fan of Suicide Squad in the comics, especially where they're going now like with the suicide squad and i it's just the way they're doing the comics it's good it's better than what marvel's doing everything that dc does besides movies and tv so games comics like collectibles everything like that is better than marvel marvel beats yeah. them in Film and TV, and
0: tel- well, yeah, it was tel- that DC were beating them in television for a while, but now yeah. all the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah, with the,
1: just oh, I have to admit, Luke Cage. I've I haven't watched Daredevil, and I've watched a little bit of Jessica Jones. Oh my God, Luke Cage is amazing. Like I loved that show, and I can't wait till the next season comes out. I've watched a bit of The Punisher through Daredevil. I can't wait till March when the Punisher show comes out. Oh, they're, like, they're actually making a Punisher show. Yeah, it comes oh, out in March. Wow,
0: it, that's not the Defenders where they all get together. No, is it, it is actually it's the, the Punisher. Okay, which yeah, is going to be really really cool. I haven't got to that part in Daredevil where the Punisher get, comes in, but yeah, like I'm... and
1: and that's going to be really cool. But if it wasn't for the Netflix shows, I can't really see Agents of Shield oh, competing yeah, with Flash, right. Arrow, Supergirl. And Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, ne- Constantine the net- network shows yeah. definitely they've got. Yeah, it. Constantine was good for comic book fans and no one else because no one was really expecting oh, dark magic from DC. Mm. No one really expects that, but for people who like Constant, John Constantine, like the Keanu Reeves movie back in the early two thousands, that's a pretty good. That's one of. Oh, like a pretty good representation of John Constantine, of the character of like yeah. the Hellblazer comics and things yes. like that. Yeah, yeah, like John Constantine is good, but no one really liked the show because of no one really expect. Well, I think no one really liked it because no one really expected it, and Arrow and Flash were really hyping up everything, and no one wanted to watch. Yeah, um, Con- and Constantine Different and, network too Yeah right? and it was yeah. on NBC I think it yeah. was And everything else was on CW Like Legends, Tomorrow, Flash and Arrow Supergirl has now gone to CBS uh, yeah, yes. s- Another network yeah. yeah Which is Which I think is better off I like how they kept it separate Because they knew they couldn't just say Oh yeah we own Supergirl now So let's put it in the same universe as Arrow and Flash They They developed well, they... The way they went about Flash helped Supergirl, like, with the different multiverses. Uh, yep. Which... I think Supergirl's on, like, Earth-20-something. And everything else is on Earth... Like, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Flash are on Earth-1. Which... In the big crossover event they did,
0: they managed that very, very well. Okay, well, because I gave up on Arrow and... I didn't even start with Supergirl. I gave up on Arrow and Flash, like, a while ago. Yeah. They just got really repetitive and boring. Yeah, I'm... all the episodes are the same. Yeah, at the
1: moment, I loved Flash. But at the moment, it's lacking for me at the moment. I haven't watched the latest episode that came out this week. Oh, okay. I haven't... And I haven't watched the Legends of Tomorrow one yet, because I know where they're going, and I don't like it. The Arrow one is starting to kick back up. Arrow, Steve, Stephen Amel, uh, or Amel, or however you want to
0: say it. Yeah. I like his Arrow. I can see how yeah, people I like, are like, I like oh, his... he's
1: just Batman. I like his green. Arrow, and I
0: can see that how you can say the bat, there's the Batman, like pa- the parallels with Batman there too. Yeah, but... but they tried to, like, he's getting
1: into Green Arrow now. Green Arrow is what Flash is like in the TV show. Really fun, jokey. Everything like that But serious when he needs to be The Arrow TV show Is getting into that now Okay It's starting To get back The only thing that's missing Is the goatee Which I'm really I hope he does that In season 5 That'd be amazing Alright Which Yeah Overall DC is getting there I think that's like The sixth time you've said
0: overall But Yeah
1: Well Now this is overall Alright Better wrap this up DC is playing catch up And I can understand that And they're working With what they've got and at this point they they're at a negative and the only way I can see for over like the overall perspective of all fans, there's only one way they can go is up and I
0: can't wait for the movies this year. All right. Well, that's thanks a lot for talking about that. Like you yeah, you right. brought up a lot of really interesting points there. It still doesn't change the fact that I think the movies are pieces of shit. Yeah, but... which I
1: which I can understand. I do respect. But no, no, your I, I, I I respect yours as well, even if it's
0: wrong. Yeah, but, <laughs> I'm I'm only joking, mate. But um, yeah. So awesome. Thanks a lot for that, and uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll wrap this up right now. Uh, Tim, you got? I uh, know you're not famous, but do you want to plug anything? Um, you can follow me
1: on Instagram if you want. It's Tim Collins, but instead of the T and the C for Tim and Collins, it's Kim Tollins. Kim Tollins. So no, all one word, no space. Oh, nice. That's, that's probably about it. Don't go on my Facebook Yes, yeah, Don't, don't stalk him. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't stalk me, please. I'm not that good. I'm not like Jenny Tatum, someone that's actually good to stalk, apparently. He's got a girlfriend anyway, yeah. so just yeah. taken. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, ladies. Yeah, but if you're girlfriend-wise... I'm single, I'm yeah, yeah, go for Sean, because... <laughs> If Sean does get a girlfriend, I get 20 bucks, so... (laughs) Like i didn't, I was hoping you wouldn't mention that but whatever <laughs> yeah alright well that's it
0: alright alright so I'll plug the podcast now um, we are hopefully you'll well you'll probably be listening to this on SoundCloud but I've just um, submitted this to iTunes for approval so if you're listening to this on iTunes subscribe to us there and follow me on SoundCloud uh, like the episode if you enjoyed listening to it you can like us on Facebook at Another Bloody Movie Podcast um, we're now on Instagram now so you can follow it at, at Another Bloody Movie Pod and you can also follow my personal Instagram at Sean hub underscore that is s-e-a-n hub underscore and thanks again for listening guys and hope you enjoyed the episode see you later